Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original language as a guide. We are in 1 Samuel chapter 6 today and we are reading from the New King James Version Bible. Without any further ado, I pray Father God would open our eyes, ears, and hearts to his truth and let's begin. Now, the Ark of Yahweh was in the country of the Philistines seven months. Now, remember the Philistines were the current Palestinians, okay? Okay, and I think seven months is kind of significant because seven is the number in the Hebrew, which often means covenant or completed. So it's kind of interesting. And the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners, saying, What shall we do with the Ark of Yahweh? Tell us how we should send it to its place. So, of course, they don't understand Yahweh's ways, so they're going to their false people, right? The people who serve the false gods, the false spirits, the false demons. So they said, they being the diviners and the false priests, if you send away the ark of the Elohim of Israel, do not send it empty, but by all means return it to him with a trespass offering. So, okay, let me keep reading. Then you will be healed and it will be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. Okay, so I want to point out here, many spiritual people, many especially new age spiritual people believe that Yahweh exists, but they continue to entertain demons as well. And God doesn't work that way. He is all sovereign, the the true God, Yahweh Elohim. And he requires our attention, our complete devotion, and he doesn't want to share us with others. I mean, I can't imagine wanting to share my husband with others, nor my husband wanting to share me with others. He's a jealous God, right? And so it's not that, because remember Balaam, the, in the story of Balaam and um, the donkey Balaam and Balak, Balaam literally talked to Yahweh, literally talked to the one true God, but he also practiced the false ways. So remember, Satan only confuses people by using some truth. It doesn't mean these people were right with God because they believed in that he existed and they said, hey, send, send him a, an offering. In fact, they called him, of course, Israel's God, not their own God. But still, it's a point to to point out here. They believed he was real. It's not enough to believe people. Even James says that. The demons believe and tremble. They know that Yeshua, Jesus HaMashiach, is the Son of God. But they don't fear him in the way that we're supposed to. Okay, let's keep reading. Verse 4. Then they said, what is the trespass offering which we shall return to him? They answered, five golden tumors. Now, five represents Torah and five golden rats, according to the number of the lords of the Philistines. For the same plague was on all of you and on your lords. I'm sorry if I said that word wrong, plague. (laughs) Um, I want to point out here. So they had five golden tumors and five golden rats representing their false gods. Um, Notice how Satan countered the truth because there's five books of Torah of truth. And here we have five wickedness. I mean, obviously what they did was wicked. What they do is wicked. Um, their pagan God, who knows who they were serving then? I don't. I'm sure some of you do. Um, I haven't historically studied it out, but they're wrong. They're not the God of Israel. Obviously they just admitted that. And so it's like their false demons, their false gods making atonement for them. Now, was this playing out something in the spiritual realm? Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. But is it possible that those demons that were being honored by these Palestinians or what they call Philistines here were truly being honored and they were submitting and subjecting themselves to the God of Israel to remove the plague from the people that were honoring them? I don't know. 
know, sometimes I think about those things. You know, it says God is spirit. How much do we miss? How much do we not see? Remember when Elisha said, please, Father, open his eyes that he may see. And like he saw the hills filled with the armies of God and the armies of Satan. Oh, it's kind of interesting. Verse five. Therefore, you shall make images of your tumors and images of your rats that ravage the land, and you shall give glory to the God, the Elohim of Israel. Perhaps he will lighten his hand from you, from your gods and from your land. <laughs> That's that so powerful to me. They were here. They had to submit to the one sovereign Elohim of Israel. Satan works on some truth to confuse God's people. Doesn't this sound like a lot of the the wicked, false stories that we've heard of mythology? They twist and pervert the truth of Yahweh Elohim. And then they confuse people and they harden their hearts and make people think it's just a myth. No, there's a spiritual battle all around us people at all times. And our God, Yahweh Elohim, is sovereign, supreme, and all-powerful. We are to submit to his laws because he protects us from the wicked schemes of Satan and the demonic powers out there. Verse 6, Why then do you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts? When he did mighty things among them, did they not let the people go that they might depart? So here they're like, look, remember what he did to Egypt? <laughs> Come on, send back these things. Um, honor the God of Israel because we don't want to be ravaged like Egypt was. Verse 7, Now therefore make a new cart, take two milk cows which have never been yoked, and hitch the cows to the cart, and take their calves home away from them. Then take the ark of Yahweh, and set it on the cart, and put the articles of gold which you are returning to him as a trespass offering in a chest by its side. Then send it away, and let it go. And watch, if it goes up the road to its own territory, to Beth Shemesh, that's house of the sun, most likely a high place of false worship to the sun god. But remember, Israel wasn't perfect. Israel was sinning. That's why they kept getting judged by God. So Beth, Beth, Beth is house in, his, in Hebrew and Shemesh is son. Then he had done us this great evil. But if, okay, so I'm, let me start over. And watch, if it goes up the road to its own territory, to Beth Shemesh, then he has done us this great evil. So they're like, this is our sign that this was from the God of Israel or not. If this ark that's on these, the, on the cows that they're pulling and all these, this stuff we're sending with it, if it goes right to Beth Shemesh, so we know this is from Yahweh's hand, God, the God of Israel's hand. But if not, then we just know it just happened. Okay, let me keep reading that though. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that struck us. It happened to us by chance. Then the men did so. They took two milk cows and hitched them to the cart and shut up their calves at home. And they set the ark of Yahweh on the cart and the chest with the gold rats and the images of their tumors. Then the cows headed straight for the road to Beth Shemesh and went along the highway, lowing as they went. That's like the so they just kept mooing the lowing sound of cows and did not turn aside to the right hand or the left. And the lords or the rulers of the Philistines went after them to the border of Beth Shemesh. Now the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley and they lifted their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. How many people believe in God but continue to do their pagan ways? That's always how Israel has been, almost always. During the time of Moses and Joshua, they served Yahweh, but there were always rebels among them. During the time of David, they served Yahweh, but there were always rebels among them. Gosh, I just really pray that God would restore to us 
clean hands, pure heart, and help us to have singleness of heart to do only his truth and his will. Wouldn't that be great, people? Okay. Anyway, so here's the people of Israel the Beth, at Beth Shemesh. And they're seeing their ark return, and they're happy because it's the ark of their God. It's the ark of Yahweh Elohim. Verse 14. Then the cart came into the field of Joshua, Yehoshua, of Beth Shemesh, and stood there. Um, do you think that's symbolic? Because the word Joshua, Yehoshua, and Yeshua are the same root word, which means our salvation, salvation of Yah. Isn't that beautiful? Here's their salvation returning. So they split the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering to Yahweh. The Levites took down the ark of Yahweh and the chest that was with it, in which were the gold, articles of gold, and put them on the large stone. Then the men of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and made sacrifices the same day to Yahweh. Now, remember, this is before Yahweh had already said um, he hadn't established where he put his name. He hadn't established Jerusalem. There was no temple. So they still did have off burnt offerings at other places, but we are told in Leviticus that once that temple was established, no longer could we sacrifice anywhere we wanted to the goat demons. Okay, let's keep reading. So when the five lords of the Philistines had seen it, they returned to Ekron the same day. These are the golden tumors which the Philistines returned as a trespass offering to Yahweh, one for Ashdod, one for Gaza, one for Ashkelon, one for Gath, and one for Ekron. And the golden rats, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both fortified cities and country villages, even as far as the large stone of Avel, on which they set the Ark of Yahweh, which stone remains to this day in the field of Joshua, Yehoshua, of Beth Shemesh. Oof, now listen what happened, because they weren't reverent, though. Even though they were allowed to do certain things and offerings and places, they were not to do what? Let's look. Then he struck the men of Beth Shemesh because they had looked into the Ark of Yahweh. Now remember, only the high priest could look, or only the anointed people could carry these holy items and I don't even know after they put the stuff in the ark if anybody was supposed to look in it again. I guess I would have to go back and look. But um, the the Levites of the house of Aaron, there was one group in particular that had to carry the holy items on posts, on poles, that went through the rings on the side of the ark, remember? And they had to carry it on their shoulders. They couldn't even touch it. And we're going to read that story um, later when one of David's men touched the ark and he was struck dead because they didn't carry it according to what Moses had said in Exodus. So the men of Beth Shemesh got struck. He struck 50,007 men of the people. Now, some people, um, some some versions say 70 men of the people and 50 oxen of the men. So we just, some of these things, remember, these are historical accounts. Men do make um, written errors sometimes with historical data like this. So I really don't know if it was 70 men and 50 oxen or 50,000 and seven men. It, I don't know. But he struck these men of the people and the people lamented because Yahweh had struck the people with a great slaughter. And the men of Beth Shemesh said, who is able to stand before this holy Yahweh Elohim? And to whom shall it go up from us? So they sent mess. Okay, this is funny to me. I'm sorry. I shouldn't probably laugh, but so they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kirjath Jerim, saying, "The Philistines have brought back the Ark of Yahweh. Come down and take it up with you." <laughs> I don't mean that bad, but they're like, "Dude, we don't know what to do with it. So please come get it." And you're going to see the same thing kind of happened with David. 
um, David was very afraid to bring the ark. You're going to see the whole story when we get to it. But Uzzah, Uzzah puts out his hand to steady the ark when they're bringing it back to Jerusalem. And he touches it. And he wasn't supposed to touch it. You had to have it on your shoulders, right? Of the sons of Aaron. And so um, he touched it and he was struck dead. And then David was afraid. And so they sent the ark to Obed-Edom. This, uh, and so, which technically means servant of Edom. Um, and so he, but then, then Obed-Edom's house gets blessed. And then David's like, okay, so it's not just the ark. And then he read in the law and said, oh, we did it wrong. We did it wrong. We were treating it irreverently. And so let's just remember, gosh, God doesn't have to humble himself to art to meet us where we're at, but he does. At the same point, we need to make an effort to understand his holiness and we need to strive, strive, strive to do things in his way to treat him with reverence. So anyway, much love to you all. Have a super blessed Sabbath. I'm recording this on a Sabbath. And may you feel the shalom and blessings of Yahweh Elohim and draw closer to him. May he rid us of all unrighteousness and irreverency. And may we be completely wholly devoted to him, purified for his name's sake. Much love to you all.